0: need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to SBS on the
2: Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. It's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 11th of April, 2023. Later, Latitude Financial receives a ransom note. What did it do about it? But first, to scams. And the Australian Banking Association has launched an awareness campaign about the growing number of scams out there. The biggest to be worried about include bank impersonation scams, e-toll scams, investment scams and invoice scams. So what can you do about them? How do you spot them? And what's the role of banks in all of this? For more, I spoke with the ABA CEO, Anna Bly.
0: Um, The toll one is um, very common. Uh, And what's interesting about that is that um, one of the things that scammers try to do is to create a sense of urgency so that your normal caution um, doesn't kick in. So they'll send a message saying something like, you have um, just purchased um, a new laptop. Uh, call this number. And you say, I didn't buy a laptop. So you quickly ring the number and you're suddenly talking to a scammer. Similarly, many people will be familiar with the one that says, you have unpaid tolls. Um, and no one, you know, people get worried. Oh, I thought I'd paid that bill. What happened? So they may, they call the number. Uh, there's another one where people um, where the scammer sends a message uh, to somebody saying, "Mum, I've lost my mobile phone. I'm using my friend's. Can you call me on it?" And that and then says, oh, "Mum, I haven't got any money. You know, can you send me twenty dollars?" Um, and one of the worst, I think, is where uh, very sophisticated groups are now using the telecommunication system to um, impersonate a bank. So to come into your bank thread and to tell you that uh, there is money coming out of your account, they think it's a scam, you need to transfer money out of your account very quickly. And people are, you know, you can really understand why people would get caught by that one. Um, But there's a very, very important fact here, and that is that your bank will never ever call you and tell you to transfer money out of your account. If they think you are being scammed, they will freeze your account. They will not ring you and tell you to take your money out and transfer it someone else somewhere else, um, you know, on the phone. So if you ever get somebody telling you to do that, saying they're your bank, hang up. It's a scammer. So what
2: are some tips for consumers? In particular, there's pay ID, which the banks use. How does that work and how can that be a safeguard for consumers?
0: Well, there are many different kinds of scams and uh, pay ID is a safe way of or a safer way of transferring money and having confidence that you're transferring it to the right person because there is a scam going around where the scammers can actually intercept um, an email from, say, your plumber, um, change the banking details of the email, of the invoice, and you think you've paid the bill, and it's not till 30 days later when your plumber says, you haven't paid my bill. Um, what ID does is allow you to pay directly. Uh, you have to register with it with, for it with your bank, and it allows you to pay directly to the phone number of somebody that you know. So a phone number is a unique identifier, So if you um, once you have that plumber's phone number, you can just pay directly to the phone number and not worry about BSBs, account numbers and all those things that can sometimes go wrong. Um, So that's one thing you can do is register for pay ID, talk to your bank about that. But I think the other thing is not to ever let someone on the other end of the phone um, push you and create that sense of urgency. If you feel someone is doing that, just pause, just take a minute. And if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. You can hang up and then ring your bank um, and your bank will be able to tell you straight away, no, we haven't been doing anything on your account. So you know that you've um, you've saved yourself from a problem.
2: If someone is scammed, what then is the role of the bank? Will they ever see that money back?
0: If you th- If you think that you've just transferred your money to a scammer, Um, then you should call your bank as quickly as you can because, as I said, sometimes these are very, sometimes they're amateurs Um, and the bank can see where the money has gone. They can contact the other bank and have the money frozen and sent back to you. But some of these are very sophisticated criminal outlaw gangs operating in other parts of the world. And you may find that the money that you, the banks can actually see where it went, but it's now gone onto a, a dodgy crypto platform, you know, in, a con- in another country and they, the bank can't get it back. Um, so speed is very important, and, which is why, you know, because the money can be gone so quickly, it's why you really need to just stop and think. Does it feel right? Can you hear alarm bells ringing? Um, you know, listen to your gut. And if you've got even a tiniest doubt, hang up, um, you know, ring your bank and you may find you've saved yourself a lot of money.
2: Final question. Someone listening or watching this thinking, hey, this sounds all too scary. Technology's changed so much. There's so many scams out there. How do we install confidence in them in the banking system?
0: Uh, well, I would say that there are literally millions of scams Um, that never make it to a customer. Um, Australian banks are very, very safe by global comparisons. Unfortunately, you know, banks, once upon a time, bank robbers turned up at the front door of the bank with a sawn-off shotgun. Uh, People have always wanted to try and rob banks of other people's money. Now it's a different, very different um, sort of uh, way of doing it but the same things apply. Banks work very hard to keep your money safe. One of our major banks estimates that they, on average, every year um, repel 600 million, 600 million attacks on their cyber security perimeter. Now, some of that are, are attackers trying to get into scam. Others are trying to get into steal identities. But that 600 million are ones that you never see. Unfortunately from time to time these scammers they not only it's not so much that they get into the bank system it's that they find a very tricky way of convincing you to voluntarily transfer your money out of the country off to someone else it could be a romance scam it could be an investment scam um, you know people telling you this is an investment where you can learn earn you know a 15 20% return on your money If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So banks work very hard and invest a lot of money in keeping their cyber space safe. But what they can't do um, is protect you from yourself if you rush in and do whatever someone on the other end of the phone tells you. So slow it down. And if they keep pushing you to go faster, it's not your bank. It is someone trying to take your money.
2: Anna Bly there, the CEO of the Australian Banking Association. Now to the Australian share market, which had a good day. The S&P ASX 200 up by 1.3%. Gold producers leading the charge. Newcrest mining up by more than 5%. It follows a revised takeover offer from Newmont at the value of $32 billion. For more on the day's market action, I spoke with Jamie Hanna from Van Eck.
1: So the US was actually open last night. Um, they don't actually celebrate Easter Monday and the market was up. That's a good start for the for the market in Australia. Um, we've had some good news come out, though. Obviously, the consumer sentiment um, statistic came out for April. They were up about 10% from last month, and that's on the back of uh, the RBA deciding to halt their interest rate rises, as well as some good news coming out of China that the tariffs uh, will be reviewed um, going forward. So that information has obviously pushed the market higher. Um, big resources are obviously uh, up over 2%, the likes of BHP, Rio and uh, Fortescue all doing strong, as well as the big banks in Australia, all four of the majors are uh, above 1%. So combined, it's produced a relatively strong day on the ASX.
2: <laughs> big corporate story of the day, Latitude Financial today confirming it received a ransom uh, from the f- cyber attack on the company last month. It says it is not paying it. So, of course, the same thing happened with Medibank last year, the company not paying a ransom. What do you think shareholders are now demanding of all companies when it comes to data protection and how big of an issue is it?
1: Globally, globally. Cybersecurity is an extremely important issue to every single company in the world. There's no doubt that there are various range regimes around the world, including government organizations, which are either turning a blind eye to cyber attacks or indeed supporting it. So every corporate company or in any company in the world now needs to um, have a review of their cybersecurity. Shareholders are demanding that all listed companies that they invest in have spent the money, have put in the time and effort and improved their cybersecurity And it's not just their cybersecurity, it's also training of their staff, because a lot of access to um, the gateways or the keys to a lot of the cybersecurity attacks are through individual staff members clicking on links or or carrying out something that's been sent to them. Now, anyone can be um, a victim of of a cyber attack, but from a company's perspective and shareholders, it's important they protect their data Medibank, we saw what happened there, and there's no doubt that Latitude Financial will obviously have to um, focus on their cybersecurity efforts and look at how the, um, the access was actually gained. Investors obviously want to protect the data of the company and protect the share price. But individuals who are a victim of a, of a cyber attack obviously do not want any of their personal details out there. So it's up to every company to do everything they can and spend the money to improve, improve their cybersecurity.
2: Let's talk some international stuff. We're about to enter US reporting season. We've got inflation data out of the US this week as well. What's the feel here?
1: So tonight we're going to see this US CPI print. Um, It's expected to fall from around 6% down to the low 5% range. Um, This is obviously good news that the uh, inflation data is, is pulling back in the US and we'd expect to see something like that. However, What we're not seeing is the stickier side of inflation, which is wage and service inflation, is probably not going to pull back. We've seen some of the data come out of the US that the unemployment rate is still falling. It fell from 3.6 down to 3.5 percent last week. And that means that there's still um, inflationary pressures um, as wages are being pressured to go up. Without uh, enough employees to be hired, people have to pay more money for the same role. And this type of inflation is very sticky and it's hard to break the cycle um, to to actually get out of this. And what that means for the earning seasons coming up is that the underlying um, risks involved with inflation, which is obviously increasing wages, will impact the bottom line. We should also see potential impacts from rising interest rates in the US, So it'll be interesting to see how the companies weather these storms. The big focus will be on on the large tech companies um, in the US, which had a very good COVID period. But going forward, they've had a lot of layoffs this year. Most of the major tech companies have laid off thousands of workers. Um, So a lot of the focus is going to be on the bottom line of these big tech companies and their reports and their earnings results will impact the market in a big way.
2: And just finally wrapping up uh, in this current environment, where do you see the opportunities?
1: Opportunities are probably within quality companies and they've really outperformed over the past couple of months. And we're talking about companies that that have low debt. And that's obviously a, a key factor with rising interest rates. They also need to have things like stability of earnings so that over the last few quarters, the last few years, they've maintained a a very solid, you know, return on their their profits. Um, And then finally, they need some, uh, you know, a higher return on equity. So these type of quality companies have generally done well in this type of environment. And the focus should really be for investors on these types of of companies. A little bit of focus also on gold companies at the moment. There's a lot of um, takeover talk and certainly gold prices rallied a lot. So gold's obviously a focus, as well as infrastructure, which generally have a lot of inflationary hedge built into them in their contracts. So they tend to perform well when inflationary uh, pressures stay high. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation.